Asima, good to have you back on the show. I want to first get your thoughts on what needs to be in this deal if it's going to put another big lift under the equity market, because right now it seems that's what bulls have on their mind. What should the details be? What needs to be in here to get bulls back in charge? Hi, nice to be back as well. Um, look, I, I think the market will either way will be very, it will be very positively surprised in a way if we do actually get a deal. There has been some pricing in, but I think there have been a lot of expectations over the last couple of weeks. So either way, this would be good news. Now, in terms of what it needs or what it would like to have, um, it needs to be targeted. Right? It needs to be targeted at the small businesses or the sectors that have struggled the most. It needs to be directed at states. Um, any of the local governments that have been struggling and who are facing um, a real problem in the couple of months if if they simply don't get that that money through. Um, in terms of size, I think it's difficult to say. You know, one trillion was a number before, but of course that's increased now. Uh, but as I said, look, you know, generally speaking, I think that what we have learned over the last month and a half from the economic data is actually the economy is a little less dependent on fiscal stimulus than we had originally anticipated. Uh, the economic recovery has been solidifying. So, you know, anything is a bonus at this stage. So the bonus, I like this point because it seems like there is an overall undercurrent to the economy that is still improving, still recovering. Bonds the last 24 hours here have suddenly woken up a little bit on some of the data that's beating expectations despite the stimulus that's worn off. So is there kind of two separate things here, like what's necessary for the economy and then what would be ideal for the stock market? If the stock market doesn't necessarily rally, does that mean bad things for the economy? It seems like we've got so many people still tying the two directly to each other. No, I think that's a good point. And I think the market is anticipating something. Now, let's say, you know, two months ago, I think it was, it was expecting more and it almost made peace with the idea that there may not be the stimulus package coming as soon as they were hoping. Um, but as I said, you know, anything that comes would be a bonus. Now, I think there's a different question, though, which is that in Q4, um, you know, circumstances, I think, are going to be a little bit more difficult for markets. Um, not only is the economic recovery losing a little bit of momentum, which is not unhealthy, have to remember that the easy gains were always going to be in Q3 and that's happened and now we have to face Q4 when a lot of the pent-up demand um, that had been accumulated during the lockdown has now been satiated largely. So this is going to be more difficult. Uh, we also have the US election, so it is going to be more difficult for the US market to make additional gains. Um, but, you know, of course, the stimulus package just means that you have an economic recovery which is going to be firmer and you're, you're going to return to the pre-COVID levels a little bit earlier. So, Sima, uh, is, is it clear then that um, we have to kind of separate uh, even the equity market from the tech and high growth quarantine trades that worked and then some of the more economically dependent uh, companies? Uh, does this stimulus maybe have the potential to kind of um, uh, bring back that rotationary aspect, that uh, kind of back and forth that we got for a good deal the latter half of the summer? I think there is an aspect of that. So as you said, you know, the, it's really the big tech that has driven this recovery, the market recovery up to this point. Um, and what we want to see is a more healthy board-based recovery, where you do see that rotation to the more cyclical sectors. So anything which is going to help more consumer spending is going to be a clear positive for that. But also we have to remember the consumer just needs more confidence. Um, and unfortunately, in the winter months, as we're likely to see cases around the world rise, confidence is going to be under a bit more pressure than it has been over the last few months. Um, now, that's not to say that we think there's going to be a market correction by any means. You know, as long as the Fed is there, then 
I think there is um, a very strong base underneath the market. I just think that gains are going to be a little bit more difficult to come by um, over the next two months than they have been over the last few. When I see the places that your team looks for opportunity right now, it doesn't look like there's a lot of U.S. stuff at the top of the list. Am I wrong? It looks like you're looking more at potential uh, emerging market strength, maybe even a little uh, strength across the pond from here to where you guys are. Walk me through it. Well, no, so we actually, so we know, we, we have a, a pretty firm allocation to the U.S. Okay. Um, what we have seen over the last few months is that actually the international side has become a little bit more attractive than it was previously. So that means that we have um, started to have a, a greater preference for European uh, equities than we did, and certainly for emerging markets, Asia. And I think that really grows into the idea that there is a global growth recovery in play. It's not just the US, if in anything, um, it's that global growth recovery, which has been a little bit more um, impressive than what we've seen in the US, and actually one of the reasons why the dollar has, has weakened out over the last few months too. So, you know, again, you have to look at your sectors. In the US, we have a very, very strong preference for the mega cap tech stock still because the recovery is is um, still somewhat fragile. You look at Emerging Asia, we like technology there because that's a significant growth area, even from a long-term strategic positioning. And from Europe, there's been better economic data, um, better policy status as well. And so all of those things, it just means that there's slightly more risk on environment um, outside the US than there was. So slightly more risk on outside the U.S. What needs to happen to continue that? Do we need to have further dollar breakdown? As you probably heard, I mean, it seems like the dollar is at a really interesting moment here. You know, was this breakout the last week when markets were getting hit? Was, was that false? Was it uh, a trap? Or is this going to be a firmer dollar if our, our data continues to be strong here? You know, I, I think, as I said, I think it's going to be, it's just going to be a tougher quarter. There's there's a lot of challenges upon us. You know, fiscal recovery, fiscal stimulus is one of them. And it's not just in the US, but certainly in a lot of the European countries, in the UK, for example, it's it's also um, a topic of conversation, which the government is, is finding it somewhat difficult. Um, we also have COVID cases on the rise across Europe um, and in other parts of the world. You have the US election coming. Um, so that you know, there is going to be a lot of challenges ahead, and I think that instead of looking for the the thresholds, because I think the technicals is going to be more difficult. What we really want to see is just evidence that the economic recovery is gaining stronger legs, so that you are likely to see more of a rotation rather than the leg up. Hmm. See, so I'd be remiss if I didn't ask you about the UK's own political timeline and surprise. Uh, I thought Brexit was, was done, and all of a sudden Brexit came back in the headlines, and uh, we're, we're a little confused over here. Well, how is that factoring into uh, the case in, in Europe as we see businesses? I've heard some banks still are saying, look, we're going to have to move out. I mean, is there a potential risk for this to become a headline moving event again? Yeah, you know, uh, uh, you're not the only one. I, I was hoping that we would uh, wouldn't be talking about Brexit for a long time. Well, look, it, it's back. Um, you know, who knows what the government is planning? I think we have to be assured that the, you know, there is a hardline Brexiteers within the UK cabinet. So there is a strong push, almost a, a, um, a contentment if there is a, a, a leaving the EU without a trade deal. Now, what would be the repercussions if that were to happen? I mean, there's no guarantees on this one, which way or the other. But if it were to happen, I don't think actually that the market fallout would have, would be as significant as it had been, as it would have been, sorry, two years ago. Hmm. I think the market is, again, um, there's a lot of expectations for what Brexit would be. I think there'd be a big impact on the Europe, but actually the biggest impact would be on their own UK recovery. Um, and I certainly say that, look, from our valuation perspective, 
the UK looks like it's most attractive, but I consider that to be a value trap. The UK has a lot of challenges ahead. Brexit is one of them. Um, and, and we would say that, you know, watch, watch Sterling, for example, we're looking for the low 120s if we do get that hard Brexit that markets are starting to talk about. 